0: This back <laughs> on
1: oh did you cut off that hilarious joke you've told
0: me
1: before <laughs> um we're, we're back
0: we took a week off went went on holiday and took a week off
1: i feel um that it, i didn't think that it was essential i couldn't i was like why are we doing this but well, i feel renewed
0: after the break after a mid-season yeah. break yeah 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 no it um it was nice to you know not have to you know spend time editing this and stuff like it's reinvigorated yeah i mean it's always nice to get together and catch up and chat Dude, what what do you actually do on the
1: edit because i remember telling you one time like oh yeah you should be doing a broadcast limiter on it and do some dynamics processing you know you want to eq it this way and you're like oh no none of that none of that <laughs>
0: Well, you know, it takes, I, I run it through a software, which does all that for me. Um, yeah,
1: then you have a little break. Uh,
0: that takes quite a long time to do, actually, while it processes. Oh, yeah,
1: they are quite long, aren't they?
0: Um, and you have to leave, your, obviously, you have to leave your laptop on. Um, and I'm not just going to leave my laptop on in the bedroom while I'm trying to sleep. So normally, I end up staying up while it Why processes. do you do it at night, though?
1: Why don't you just, the next day, just hit go and then do your day. And then when you come back, it's done.
0: Because, like, I use my laptop for work. You can do it in the background. Yeah, it just takes off all the processing power that I need for work as well, though.
1: Fair. Um, uh, but uh, I've, I've a got... Rivet- a, new... a riveting start to this episode.
0: <laughs> I sort of forgot we were recording then. Uh, I've got a new job, which, and I'll be getting a, a MacBook as part of that job. Get stuck uh, in. So hopefully that will have a, a tad more processing power than my Microsoft uh, Go. Uh, welcome back listeners we took a week off um, on purpose uh, me and Peter met up socially distanced of course on, in fact you uh,
1: in, in the time off in the week off you actually developed a week off didn't you, and then you
0: uh... <laughs> I did yeah so we met up on the on the Tuesday um, I woke up Wednesday morning feeling like utter death and yeah. um, Uh, It was a bit warm. My breathing was up and down. Um, I
1: I was attributing it to all the cocaine on Tuesday.
0: (laughs) I've never once touched cocaine. Is that true? i have not even touched it? Never done cocaine, yeah. You've never even
1: just touched it, just put your finger into a pile?
0: I've never been in the presence of someone that's done cocaine. Wait, no one's even done cocaine in front of you?
1: Yeah, yeah wow that's correct considering where we're from as well like otherton
0: <laughs> yeah but like I've ne- yeah i've never i've never been in the presence of someone doing it yeah
1: wow that's crazy to me <laughs> i would have thought like even people's parents and shit would have just like accidentally been next to it in a pub at some point
0: uh, yeah no i've never I've, n- well, I've never knowingly been next to it maybe i, I have been next to it and someone might have done it in like the toilets and stuff but i've never i, I don't- oh, yeah.
1: not yeah dude when when people are in the toilets when you're at a you know like a green army gig or you know anything like that <laughs> they're all doing cocaine plenty beak yeah
0: plenty of a, f- feet.
1: a first first class ticket to wafrica
0: <laughs> so uh, yeah uh, yeah and then yeah i was dying sort of wednesday um i had to have a, a covid test just to make sure um yeah, that was fun, driving all the way to fucking Burnley to get my COVID test Jesus. done. Yeah, it was... Uh, yes. So you were
1: sort of hoping that you had it so you hadn't wasted the journey.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, Kim Kim drove me as well. Like She wouldn't let me drive on my own because my breathing was sort of that bad. Jesus. Um, so we literally sort of spent two hours in a car together while I felt like I'd been hit by a bus. And, and yeah, she had to sort of like take time off work. And yeah, so. And what,
1: so you don't even know why you felt like that?
0: Uh, I'm sort of attributing it to sort of like being out the house a little bit more, you know, like fresh as flu.
1: No, I don't know what that is.
0: So, you know, like when freshers go back to university or like when kids start back at school again.
1: Oh, like your tolerance, your sort of immunity to just the little bits of illnesses knocking about.
0: Yeah, because like we've been in the house for sort of six months. um, And then obviously Mm. I've been back in the office. I've been on a train and stuff. And yeah, so I'm sort of attributing it to just slightly weaker immune system anyway because of my asthma. Um, yeah, so, alcohol
1: is not good for immune, for your immune system, and you did insist on drinking alcohol. <laughs> and I was like, "No, I'm cool." And you're like, "Well, I'm going to drink."
0: No, that's not true. Let's 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 not say stuff that isn't true, Peter. Go anyway, on. how's your week been? Have you uh, um, have you sort of recovered from Tuesday? I don't mean like we had a wild Tuesday. I meant the film that we saw was that intense. Um. Yeah. I mean, I was,
1: in retrospect, I, I sort of read up on it a little bit. So for everyone listening, I don't know, did you say what we'd watched yet?
0: Sorry, no, we went, we went to watch the new Christopher Nolan film Tenant. We, we won't do any spoilers on the... I mean, it's hard to do spoilers for the film anyway. You've, so
1: you've fallen into the trap that it appears many of the YouTube reviewers have fallen into, where everyone seems to be pronouncing Tenant as Tenant. I said Tenant well we'll we'll let the tape show what what the truth is there
0: it's a tenant. it doesn't have the every
1: everyone feel free to just skip back 20 (laughs) seconds and and vindicate me there but
0: i'm going to edit it out if i did say it
1: but yeah we watched that and uh i think in in imax as
0: well we went watching it we did yeah we watched it in imax
1: um, I went and complained because the picture quality wasn't quite what I'd paid for.
0: But <laughs> Just to interject here, the picture quality was fine. Uh, there was just a little bit of pink underneath some lettering. And right. If, <laughs> if, if the movie is
1: free, then I'm willing to accept a little bit of pink. On an IMAX screen, a little bit of pink is inches
0: and inches of pink. You, you didn't even pay for the ticket.
1: That's true. <laughs> this is what I'll say. I am a graphic designer. <laughs> I spend all day fussing over tiny details. You, my friend, are colorblind. <laughs> i like accept any old shit. You're just like, yeah, I can see there's a person, I think.
0: <laughs> it's in black and white. What does it matter?
1: It's got Christopher Nolan's name on it. I'm semi-tumescent. I'm in. But not me. I demand the highest from IMAX as well. Yeah. But cool. um, yeah, we weren't watching it. And I think so if you. I, I, I think we should speak about it as if people haven't seen it because it only di- it did only just come out. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to go into too many spoilers. Uh, well no I'll do no spoilers, sorry. Um I think yeah. it's sort of hard to spoil the film anyway. Um
1: Um yeah. Because it's, it's a strange one. Just because it's be the... easy to drop some big spoilers though,
0: but Yeah, but I guess the sort of if someone told me the plot of the film I sort of go what that no what that doesn't make... Yeah, you, you, make you
1: do f- definitely have to see it to even try and imagine what the fuck it's going to be at all. There's no <laughs> way it can be described to you.
0: Like, if, if I was to describe the film to you, it would probably take me about the running length of the film to yeah. describe the film to you. It's that, I, I mean, it's not in a disrespectful way. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought it was a, a fantastic film. No, I actually w- I had this. quite a, um, a bad time. Yeah, you, you came out of it not that thrilled. No so I what
1: I would say is just looking around I would agree with like the consensus so I feel like everyone sort of uh, not every not every individual but if you just aggregate all the reviews I sort of agree with that and you agree with the top end of it like the best of the reviews I agree with sort of you know the the median review
0: no I, I having read some of the reviews I do agree with the sort of convoluted plot I I do agree like it feels like to borrow a, a, a Jorge Masvidal term, it is super unnecessary at times. Right. Um, and and uh, yeah, you can't. Yeah, I mean, it's
1: like in. Insect- I, I saw one good review that said, um, "Good film, like good films, use cliches and they're self-aware and they know they're using the cliche and they're referential to it." Um, 21, think,
0: 21 Jump Street, Spring Street. Yeah,
1: in a big way. But So we're trying to think about it in a different um, vehicle, though, than a comedy vehicle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I would say this film, there was a couple, you know, maybe a potential, you know, the, the chief antagonist and a couple other things in there to do with, you know, uh, stereotypical climaxes of this genre of film tend to feature certain things. There was a few clichés in there that I felt were used... Um, and obviously, Nolan's a, a cinephile. You know, he's he, he definitely is a smart guy. So, yeah. I, I it was inexplicable the the use of certain devices within this film. I thought,
0: yeah, uh, well, yeah. I mean, it uh, like it's yeah. I mean, like so, like you come away from sort of Inception and Interstellar, and you just sort of overawed by it, aren't you? You just sort of go, wow, that is. In, like, yep. What a crazy, great, you know, and it all sort of clicks and you go, wow. And you know what? I, d- I don't want to cast aspersions on a- any
1: actor. They all had a really difficult job to do, these actors, and they did a fine job. Denzel's kids in there, right?
0: I, I, w- I, was, I wasn't that impressed with him, to be honest. Yeah,
1: considering we had Leo front in one film, we yeah. had McConaughey in a film. This guy, he wasn't good enough. He doesn't have the experience, the chops, to be what he needed to be in this film.
0: No, so the, the star is the stars David John Washington. Um, if you've seen Black Klansman, he's the lead in that. Um, more people will probably know him from Ballers. He plays um, a, a, an American football yeah, player in Ballers. Um, it's, it's
1: John David, isn't it? John David John Washington. John
0: David Washington, the way around.
1: Yeah, dude, I didn't know, by the way, all the way through the film, I was like, oh, this is a new guy. Cool, good for him. And then I watched an interview with him after, after it, and I was like, "This guy sounds exactly like Denzel Washington." Mm. And then, my, and then I just focused on his name, and I was like, "Washington, fuck, is this Denzel Washington's son?"
0: The, the weird thing is, so uh, he used to be a pro athlete. He's played um, yeah, and he was not bodied up in this film, was he? He didn't like for me. He didn't have the presence of a good. Without spoiling it, he's he plays a spy. It's a spy film. That isn't the Yeah, Everyone
1: knows it.
0: The genre. Um, he he doesn't. Robert Pattinson pulls it off.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, he Pattinson's was, probably on the gear for Batman right now. I reckon
0: <laughs> he looked he looked bodied up, but it, not just that, but he sort of pulled off the sort of the sort of suaveness as well that you come to expect from like the spy film. Yeah, and I he think. had a
1: tough job because I, I I mean in defence of Washington, I thought script was was a little oh, bit
0: um dialogue heavy and poor at times there
1: was a couple lines where I, I like openly chortled in the <laughs> screening where i was like no way is that the written line there and i'll tell you what i, I can't even t- i'm not really qualified to talk about the script because i caught about 25 percent of it and it, it, maybe some people would consider it you know uh, a hackneyed subject to just go on about the sound mixing because that's what a lot of the negative reviews focus on. But in a film that, without any spoilers, relies critically, it's crucial that you get a lot of exposition across with this type of film, with, with any Nolan film, really. Yeah. And when you can't pick up, when it's not crystal clear what everyone's saying, you're going to lose a lot of people.
0: You know what? Like, On reflection, it sort of had the bad bits about Interstellar's sound mixing. Yeah. The bad bits about Inception, Sam, mixing, and the yeah, bad yeah, bit, yeah. the bad bits of Dark Knight, of, of Dark Knight Rises, yeah, not yeah. the not the Heath Ledger one. No spoilers, no. now. No spoilers. The um, the Tom Hardy one. It had all three elements of that, which even yeah. more odd in the is... third in the
1: third act of Tenet, when uh, Tom Hardy turns up as Barry. And <laughs> that <was a> weird... <laughs> there,
0: there sort of is a knockoff Tom Hardy
1: in there. Um, there is already a knockoff Tom Tom Hardy. In a okay. film called Upgrade, have you seen that? No, <laughs> so we call him Neto Tom Hardy or Net Tom Hardy.
0: I wonder if it's the same um, person, Upgrade.
1: No, no, it's a, it's a guy called Logan Marshall. What's he called? Logan Marshall Green. Logan Marshall Green.
0: Oh my god, anyone he like if Tom you, Hardy?
1: <laughs> yeah, he really like <laughs> is bringing Tom Hardy vibes, and he's been around for a time. I think he's been around like before Hardy, I would say, even. Um, and he's a good actor, but he just got that Hardy vibe. on him. but anyone <laughs> I re- fully his, recommend going and checking out Upgrade.
0: His Wikipedia picture looks uh, like uh, Tom Hardy's sort of look-alike.
1: Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah
0: it's insane.
1: Uh, but yeah, you, I would say just uh, as we've mentioned it, it, I would really be remiss if I did not fully endorse people going watching Upgrade. It's a film that, it, for me, it's what Black Mirror wishes it could be. Ooh. And it's a pretty low-budget film, and it's just a fucking sick... It's a sci-fi film, but it's not sci-fi like, oh, look, we're in space with aliens. It's just a film exploring, like, the human condition through the use of um, hypothetical technology. I'd say but, that's what proper sci-fi should be.
0: I mean, that's what Tenet is as well, isn't it? Technically, it's a sort of spy sci-fi. A spy sci. Yeah, yeah. A spy thinking, sci. A spy sci. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the weird thing is, like, I fully want people to go and watch this film in the cinema, though.
1: Yeah, I think it's definitely that. Yeah, it's definitely worth going watching at the cinema.
0: Yeah, please go and go to the cinema and watch it. In the like, I think one of the reviews says, "Watch it on the biggest screen you can." Yeah, uh, yeah I, I agree with that. I agree uh, with that. It, yeah, I mean, it looks it looks superb. Um, I, I think a lot of people will
1: like it. I'll definitely. I think. I'll watch it two more, two times more, and I'll definitely like it better those times. But it depends how much you want to say of a film. Oh, it—the duty of a film is to let you enter, be entertained by it the first time. I would say with this film, um, I struggled with it. Not, I mean, you don't really have to be that smart because, um, again, without spoiling it, you sort of given leeway to interpret things i think by the script so by nolan he sort of lets lets us know throughout the film that you don't really have to understand exactly what's going on you can just intuit it it's but yeah. i would say that it actually was coming across and th- there are ways that it was coming across quite silly that i think will remain silly on future watches there, mm. there were things about it that i thought were like silly you know what i mean yeah it's uh
0: yeah i mean I, I, I liked sometimes with, sometimes with a film like Mission Impossible films I, I really love them because they're sort of low effort from me um, it, you know, great action scenes, the last few films have had some pretty good pots in there but it doesn't require a lot of brain effort for me to sort of understand what's going on uh, but on the flip side sometimes yeah. I, I like that from a film I like to be challenged, I like it in a TV show as well but, but I think that this film was the tipping point for me, where it was hard for me to enjoy some of it because I didn't quite understand how, why, and where. Like I yeah. didn't understand how we've got to it, why we've got to it, and where the fuck we're going. And yeah, that, that took away the enjoyment. Like some, like the third act of the film, um, is amazing. it's beautiful to watch and a sort of yeah. It's fantastic to look at.
1: Yeah, that's cinema history definitely there.
0: But, like, at the same time, I'm also, like, deep into the third act, still wondering what the fuck is happening.
1: Yeah, I I looked at you about 15, 20 minutes in. I was like, hey, man, I'm not not sure what's going on. And you went, no, neither am I. And then about 25 minutes, 30 minutes in, I went, okay, what's happening now? Like, have I missed something fundamental that I need to have understood? But I'm... I think that is fine. I think you, you, you can have that.
0: And
1: yeah. then, you know,
0: I'm all for that in cinema. Sure. Like, yeah.
1: That isn't why, that isn't what for me makes it not his best film or in, even in his top. I mean, I wouldn't say it's in his top five films. Um, the thing about it for me is like
0: something tonally, there was something wrong with like. Didn't, um, I don't know whether it was because Zimmer wasn't scoring it so like the music was it was bangers all the way through man you didn't like the tunes yeah but what you're saying what about the tune
1: do you remember that one
0: yeah yeah I know what you mean but like what you're saying tonally I feel like the score is an element of that yeah and because it wasn't Zimmer and who he's collaborated with on everything apart from the prestige yeah.
1: that's weird isn't it imagine it could be the case that i'm saying i preferred the music but it actually cost the
0: film something i, I, I feel like that's different. i feel like that is an element to the tone because you're right it it just didn't feel like a nolan film it felt like somebody yeah, trying to the, do the a Nolan. Film.
1: yeah the pressure on the on the whoever did the music um and i think the editor was different on this one was it as well yeah
0: because the his his um long ta- time editor was doing 1917 i think sure so i i think which is a fucking what's happened sick there is, film if no one's ever seen that
1: yeah big time we talk about it on an earlier episode i wish i could reference the specific one
0: i think it was one of the first ones i think it was the first episode we did it's so good
1: wow um but yeah I think um, the pressure was on for a lot of the cast and crew there. It's like, this is a Nolan film, let's Nolan it up nice. And especially music and editing. And the editing's no you know, easy feat anyway. But in this film, ridiculous to try and edit. Just like, oh, a, a, a round of applause to the editor anyway. But to try <laughs> Je- and...
0: Jennifer Lame was the editor. A bloody woman. She's famous for doing Hereditary and Manchester by the Sea.
1: So we st- I feel like um, two great people films to get on board with. Yeah, yeah. I've not seen Manchester by the Sea, but I understand it's a good one. But yeah, there's the stereotype, isn't there, of like female drivers that, you know, like, someone's <laughs> dad might like Blo- bloody female drivers. You say but that. It's such but- a-, a mix of highbrow and lowbrow to be like, female film editors can't bloody handle a transition, mate.
0: in in tarantino's long time editor a woman
1: though she yeah she was she died actually before oh she did yeah
0: yeah yeah
1: yeah Yeah. but yeah man um worth worth a watch a little bit silly prepare not for prepare for it not to be your favorite film but prepare to walk out of the film with your experience of reality changing a little bit just at least (laughs) for a couple hours
0: at least for a couple
1: hours you will be walking the streets, looking at things slightly
0: differently. I, I I, had some fucking weird dreams that night, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I had some very varied dreams. I don't know whether, whether that was, you know,
1: partly the, the film.
0: From the from <coughs> the corona. I Partly, yeah, I was fucking boiling hot. Partly because it took like two hours to get home as well. Um, but yeah, definitely.
1: Mm, yeah. My, my dreams weren't really affected. Right. I've I've been having um, nightmares a lot recently that wake me up at you know half 3 and then I have to and then I'm too scared to go back to sleep so I stay up.
0: That's some dark nightmares you must be having. Pretty dark. Let me tell you about
1: some uh it reminded me just as we were talking about films it came up on my memories today. So I'd posted something you know 13th of September which is when we are recording it but 2010. So, so 10 was, years ago. 10 years ago. But I was talking about films yeah. Did yeah, yeah. you already see it yeah well, i want to i want to get i want to reel some off for you and get your thoughts right 2004's
0: so one, best films
1: 2000 for me I, I i named 2004's best films then i was like oh shit there's more and I, I wrote more and then today i added even more to it it was like these all came out in 2004 and i've left some off that I've seen some great films. I've seen that I don't think people might have seen because I'm like a bit more of a hipster. So there's definitely some like indie films are in there, in there or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, we'll, we'll not do massive reviews or whatever. But yeah, just react to some of these some of these titles. Dead Man Shoes.
0: Uh. Hmm. When did, I don't think I've seen that in a long time. Oh,
1: you must watch it, man. Shane Meadows, Dead British ones. film.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's got um, Paddy Const Oh no Paddy Constantine was but it's got Paddy Constantine. Yeah, it, yeah, he was in it.
1: Yeah, yeah, he was in it. He's like he's like uh yeah, some of his best work in that film, I think. What about The Incredibles?
0: Great film. Spoiled by the sequel, I think.
1: I enjoyed the sequel.
0: I've, I I I thought the sequel was below Par, wasn't as good as the first one. Par like-
1: is Parr is the surname of the family, isn't <laughs> exactly, it? Exactly,
0: yeah, but I'm sure from me. Very nice and come on I mean I don't know come I mean, on people listening to this should know that like me and you spent how many hours watching re-watching dissecting uh, we
1: would watch the director's, commentary, director's of...
0: commentary yeah That director's commentary is funnier than the film.
1: Yeah, it is really good. I do recommend the DVD commentary to anyone.
0: Adam McKay. They
1: improv. Um, they improv the whole thing.
0: Playing these it's
1: two got cameos in it. Outrageous guy.
0: It's when he, it's when he brings in Lou Rawls.
1: Yeah, Sergeant Lou Rawls.
0: <laughs> Doctor General Sergeant Lou Rawls. Yeah.
1: Ridiculous. So, so, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna reel some of these off, man. Um, the Terminal, Troy, White Chicks. Closer, Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou. So Wes Anderson's got a film Ray, in there? Film. Ray, Ray, District Thirteen with Ray, the famous Ray. parkour sequence.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Howl's Moving Castle from Studio Ghibli. You like a bit of Miyazaki or no? Uh,
0: I I don't really I don't really fuck with anime, man. Um,
1: it's not anime. Come on, I, now. I don't. It's not Be my. Yourself.
0: Man, you know what I mean. It's not. It's I, not I,
1: you have yeah. to give it a chance, man. It's not Pokemon. It's not Yu-Gi-Oh. It's, yeah,
0: it's I, I, uh, yeah, beautiful
1: I films that happen to be rendered in animation. That's all. Yeah.
0: It's,
1: it's not You've my, not seen Spirited Away?
0: I've seen Spirited Away. Yeah. Um,
1: and you but, you don't rate
0: it? Yeah, no, it's a good film, man. It, it's, I've just never got into the Studio Ghibli back catalogue because like, it's just not my thing.
1: I feel you. I'll, I'll, I'll allow it. I'll pardon you.
0: Also, just to go back, a couple of facts. The Terminal. Tom Hanks is oh, yeah. fucking superb in that
1: film. Sorry, I, I really did speed through that, didn't I? Sorry. And
0: uh, what was the other one? Ah, oh, this, this, this Steve the the Life Aquatic was Anderson. Yeah, it's, yeah.
1: Mint. We've got um, we got Saw came out that year. The first Saw,
0: which best groundbreaking. Saw. Yeah, groundbreaking horror. horror. It like you know, yeah, mint. Yeah.
1: We've got Shaun of the Dead.
0: That. It's one of the best British films ever made.
1: Come on now. Edgar Edgar Wright.
0: It's one of the best British films ever made.
1: The next film I see on the list there, important maybe if you've been watching Tenet and and you enjoy it, or even if you don't enjoy it, a film that you might like if you're interested in the whole conceit, and I don't want to give away any spoilers, but I feel like if you know this next film I'm saying, then you will already then you already know what Tenet's about because you're, you're probably a film head. Primer. Have you seen yeah, Primer?
0: No, I've not, but I've, I've heard um, that it's very good.
1: That's the one, man. We've also got Napoleon Dynamite. We've got <laughs> Born Supremacy, Hellboy, Ocean's 12, Kill Bill 2, Man on Fire, Collateral, Dodgeball, The Aviator.
0: Uh, Dodgeball, one of the funniest films I've ever seen. Rip Torn saying that he drinks his own piss because he likes the taste. is
1: it's sterile, and I <laughs> like the taste.
0: And if you can dodge a wrench, then you can dodge a ball. So good, man. Yeah, but really good film, man. <laughs> when Ben Stiller's wife throws the, the dodgeball, and he shouts, that guy can play!
1: <laughs> Dude, Ben Stiller, unrecognisable in that film. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Ah, he plays it so it, gr- He's so great, Ben Stiller. Underrated, I think.
1: By the way, I haven't film I haven't finished the, the list.
0: Well, hang on, there's another good there was some other good ones in there. Man on fire. Aviator. Denzel. Aviator's great. Uh Scorsese uh hooking up with Leo. Yeah. Man on Fire is fantastic. We've got Team America. <laughs> I never thought I'd see a film where puppets have vigorous uh, and very uh, explicit sex.
1: And there's some good moves. I learned all my best moves from watching <laughs> that scene.
0: The upside down one's fantastic. yep
1: yeah, yeah. Or as I call it, Tuesday, Tuesday position.
0: Yeah. Why? And
1: we've got because I do it on Tuesdays. Okay. Keep up. Yeah. Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. These all came out in 2004.
0: It, I I feel like no one gets. Jim Carrey's acting chops like that film is beautiful
1: yeah yeah it really gives him um, it's a gift for him that role I think
0: yeah it's like when you watch Robin Williams in um, Photo Booth is it Photo Booth? One, one Hour, one hour, hour
1: photo. photo yeah sorry yeah yeah something to get his teeth stuck into yeah The Machinist
0: <laughs> oh yeah yeah come on now can you believe Watch, this watching christian bale weigh like three pounds is frightening
1: yeah that it really is just it's, like it's yeah. harrowing looking at him in that film I, I think didn't he he was in american psycho i think yeah and then he dropped all his weight all his muscle weight all his he had no fat on him anyway but he dropped all the muscle back off for the machinist and then i think he was just drinking ice cream melted ice cream to pack it all back on for a dark Knight. Uh, Uh, What was it it called? That
0: was uh, Batman Begins, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Oh, yeah, it's horrible. Don't look at it. He lost 28 kilograms.
1: We used to watch that. Me and a couple of my mates would watch that and just leave it on repeat. You know, DVDs used to just play again. So we'd just be sort of... It was like, you know, back when we were... 17 or just like stoned just like falling asleep waking up in the morning and then like that's still playing and you sort of can't be bothered get turning it off so we were we were just like clockwork oranging ourselves just oh, yeah. playing this depressing horrible trauma film over and over
0: again so his diet for the film was water one yeah, apple <laughs> one apple and one cup of coffee
1: jesus and then to and I it, heard that he wouldn't walk. Some people would want to burn the calories off by walking around, but he didn't want his muscles to stay. So he would just lie on the couch all day.
0: He wanted to go. Um, he wanted to lose more weight, but the producers told him no. <laughs> yeah, he would have probably died, I think. Uh, and Yeah, he put it back on through uh, pizza, weightlifting and ice cream.
1: Not the best way. I think he will have irreparably damaged his like endocrine system without question.
0: Yeah, but um I read uh, that...
1: McConaughey fucked himself up on Dallas Buyers Club. Like he'll ne- his body'll never be the same again. Yeah.
0: and uh, that well, ice cream's how Tom Hardy got into shape for Bronson.
1: He just packed on size, he's not like cut, is he? He's just like a big mean cut. Yeah, he
0: just used to uh eat a lot of ice cream and then just like carry his mate up and down the stairs. That's sick. It's good though, that, isn't it? You should try that one.
1: That's a mint rocky workout. That. <laughs> yeah. it, it depends on the mate. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, that does.
1: Yeah. We'll do it to each other when we <laughs> when we go away to Ibiza. We'll do it.
0: Ice cream and carrying each other up and down the stairs. Yeah, Let's yeah, do yeah. It. Carry on. 2004? Do you reckon you could
1: carry me up the stairs? <laughs> do I,
0: fuck, man?
1: No way. Not even off a good caloric bang
0: from some Ben and Jerry's. I think I'd be worse after eating that much f- food. Ice cream. Wait, well. that, let's say that's the goal.
1: You wanted to get in shape before we went away. Yeah. We end up, I, I, I'm almost, I'm almost regret bringing this up going away cause I haven't committed yet, but I feel like if I talk about it, that's me committing. But if we are to, that's the goal. If you can pick, carry me upstairs, then you've achieved your
0: Dale. goals. The deal.
1: Yeah, because uh, the reason I ask for it though is because I'm f- frightened for you that you'll Christian Bale it rather than do it properly. <laughs> no,
0: I, I don't want to. I don't want to. I want to turn my. I don't want to. I, I don't want to like lose the fat. I want to turn the fat into muscle. I'd rather look like uh, Tom Hardy and Bronson than Christian Bale in the Machinist.
1: Right. So, yeah. Last time you went away on holiday... You I looked
0: like Christian Bale from The Machinist, yeah.
1: Well, I mean, you didn't... It, it wasn't a fit look, was it? It was just I, thin.
0: I didn't feel my best, no.
1: So, so easy yeah, I to think, like,
0: get out of shape doing that as well. Yeah, you know, a little weight in your
1: cheeks, a little gut or whatever, and then some, some good arms on you and a nice spring in your step and some, big, some sparkle in your eyes. That's what you want.
0: Big chest, big shoulders, that's all I want.
1: Big shoulders. Big
0: shouters, lad.
1: Yeah. Um, I saw just on the related topic on that dieting and stuff. I saw Kim's doing the d challenge.
0: Yeah, yeah I've. Uh... Is,
1: is that what I can assume? It must be from the title. I assumed it was not eating chocolate.
0: Yeah, she's trying to raise a bit of money for the British Heart Foundation, um, charity yeah. close to our hearts with
1: us is she know. normally a massive chocoholic
0: i don't want to throw her under the bus on the podcast but she uh, she does she does like chocolate um daily I've, yes she will eat some chocolate every day um i've told her i'll give her a pound for every day that she does um bit cheap in it yeah but i know what she's like and if I if I said like five pounds, she'd fucking smash it out, and I'd be hundred and fifty quid out of pocket.
1: Mm, yeah, I suppose. Fa- yeah, immediately. Even if you're only going like five pounds, only four pounds more than one pound. That's some fast maths. But <laughs> by the end of the month, that is a <sighs> lot more.
0: It goes from thirty-one pounds to sort of like a hundred and fifty odd pounds, doesn't it? So yeah, yeah. yeah. But no, I, you know. Hopefully, she. Uh, I. She'll she'll do it when she puts her mind to something. She does it.
1: I just just before we started recording, I had a nice Mars um, chalk ice. You know, like an ice cream. Oh, yeah.
0: The uh, what I've stumbled upon recently, and Kim bought them for me. Actually, she told me to try them. Uh, The Reese's sort of like chalk ice. So it's like a peanut butter cup shape, but it does feel like a chalk ice. Oh, they're so good.
1: You know, I've not I've not tried them, but I think I missed the. The whole thing on Reese's, because I never developed a taste for them because I thought I was allergic to peanuts until a few years ago. So I I didn't grow up on Reese products.
0: I've not. I've only stumbled across them over the last couple of years.
1: But you had like peanut butter when you were a kid, surely?
0: No, 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 no,
1: no. So you just went your whole life without eating peanuts, really, and then now you like them?
0: Uh, No, I, I used to eat peanuts, but I never, not like peanut butter or anything like that.
1: I, I, it's weird like I was going to say yeah well I never cultivated you know a taste for peanuts but I eat peanut butter all the time now but I just don't I'm not really like a huge fan of Reese's stuff
0: the, well the chocolate shit isn't it that's what they say American chocolate is that garbage. what it is yeah yeah like um, uh, the, the Americans that I've sort of spoken to have like when they come over here they love it because our chocolate's great in comparison to oh I thought
1: American it'd just be chocolate. weird to them and they're like oh, why, why is your chocolate so weird
0: no, like our chocolate's like real chocolate. Like it's got like milk and stuff in, whereas like American chocolate's this weird sort of chocolate tasting Boston stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Have you ever had Hershey's? It's
0: oh, yeah, it's horrible. <laughs> yeah, No, it's horrible. Um, it's not good. When, uh, when we uh, met up on Tuesday, uh, yeah. we were discussing Miley Cyrus on the Joe Rogan podcast. Um, oh, yeah. Which I've uh, since sort of gone back over today. Um, I don't. Um, I don't think I, I just caught a clip of it. I don't think I watched the whole thing. She's. Uh, she's good, man. Yeah, she's. Uh, she t- talks about like uh, how like her and her family are just sort of like massive stoners. Um, yeah, and she just sort of can't do that anymore. Um, yeah, uh, it's interesting how she sort of treats herself. She's sort of decided to treat herself like a like a high end athlete, and the fact that she's you know looking at herself because it's like performing and that sort of stuff, which is um, oh yeah yeah sort of a unique taste on taste on it. And then so we got to discussing like, would you rather be famous or would you rather be rich? And you know we, we decided that soap uh, soap actors probably get the worst of it, um, especially yeah we, because everyone <laughs> thinks
1: that it's real.
0: Yeah, yes. Um, so,
1: yeah, the, the, the typical audience for soaps is, like, not the brightest bunch.
0: <laughs> Insulting people that listen to this, maybe. But you're right, yeah. people who like soap, like a soap. Like, you don't sort of accidentally watch it, do you?
1: Yeah, yeah. It's, they're all, you're either a dedicated fan or you don't watch it at yeah. all.
0: yeah. Um, which has led me down a rabbit hole of some more would you rather questions. Oh shit! Uh, because I think we what, we came to the conclusion that it's better to sort of be rich than famous. Um. Yeah. But uh, I, I, so you, Omin and are saying you didn't know whether you would like to sort of be recognised down the street.
1: Um. Well, I thought yeah, just like a little bit of you know like so and not the because you were saying oh i wouldn't like to get famous because then you'll be like miley cyrus and it's like no man there's one miley cyrus out of eight billion people on the planet so you you could you could be incredibly famous and not be anywhere near as famous as she is so i think for us the sort of realistic level of fame like neither of us are ever going to be famous (laughs) i I acknowledge that but you know speak for yourself brother (laughs) If something changed in our lives, something we invented, I don't know how we would become famous. But imagine we become famous through well, this all vehicle that we're is, doing now. Oh, that get our podcast network. Yeah, yeah. bumping. Um, if that were true, if say okay, just you know, in some some future where we've somehow gotten this from being like ten views uh, an episode, or you know, on minds like sort of marginally more than that um if we've somehow met, turned that into like a household name or i don't know <laughs> we've we've made a huge success of it even then i think all that would happen is when we were out in manchester you would maybe get someone coming like oh i use that and you'd go yeah and that, that'd be the end of it like one person if we'd made a huge success of this
0: yeah yeah no, yeah i get what you're saying um I, I like you know the like question- uh, and
1: A footballer for, if you're a footballer for England, like the the A squad, the first team, forget them. We're talking about people that are on, like, the second team, people who play for the under-21s, the women's team. For England, for a country, they're not getting recognised and, like, people running over in the street.
0: Yeah, Yeah, well, yeah, I'm not sure a dedicated fan.
1: Yeah, so, like, the hardcore fans.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, but then you sort of ask, like, uh, like, st- like, stand-up comedians, it must be horrible to walk down the street if you're a famous stand-up comedian. Like, yeah. that has got to be one of the worst jobs to be famous at. Because, <laughs> yeah, like... Ex- uh, yeah,
1: explain it to me how you explained it. Yeah, explain it like, to the <laughs> listener.
0: But, like, how, how if you were... A, like, say you were Michael McIntyre level of famous... Like everybody listening to this podcast knows who Michael McIntyre is and could one hundred percent spot him in the street. How many yeah. times a day do you think he gets somebody going up to him going, "Tell me a fucking joke, mate," right? make me laugh?
1: I don't think he. I think because of that, I don't think he ever roams the streets. I think what? he's driven from building to building.
0: And how? But that, How sad is that for him? Do you know what I mean? Like,
1: yeah, he can't go for a crazy pedros with his boys
0: he can't even go out for a family meal with his kids like
1: no 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 oh, well yeah you, you probably i would imagine there are areas in you know the bustling metropolises of a uh, london or you know an la I don't, I don't know where he hangs out and then you got you know you nip down to nobu and it's crammed with celebrities a-list celebrities he's not an, he's not he's not a fucking rap artist is he like, yeah yeah so- I, I, I reckon he will go to places where he's a celebrity, but he's, he's not a young or a hot celebrity, so he's left alone.
0: Yeah, I guess, like, my point is, like, out of all the things to be famous at, like, that's got to be one of the worst, just because of the tell me a fucking joke thing. Like, if you saw Leo in the street, you wouldn't go act out a scene with me, mate, would you?
1: That would be wicked. <laughs> to do that, though.
0: Like, you wouldn't walk up to him with the fucking script to the aviator and go, come on, we're doing the opening scene, buddy.
1: I'd love to, you know, like with, an, you know, say you see Jonah Hill right in the street and then you just, you say, you just give him a line, you just say your favourite line from like, you say you've seen Moneyball the day before and you just throw out your favourite line that he said. So he just, he knows in that moment, he's like, oh, this guy like is not only is he a fan of mine, a real fan and he's not just like, oh, you're in films with Seth Rogan like he he'll know that you'll know that you're a film head as well he's like oh this guy gets it you he like he's he's buzzing off dialogue in films rather than just like oh ho, 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 super bad you
0: know yeah, yeah yeah
1: so i'd look yeah i think that would be my favorite thing obviously you can't just recount from a bank of you know, no but like, in your obviously, head,
0: but. obviously like if you pick the scene out of wolf of wall street where he's fucking wanking off like I don't think he'd appreciate that if you went up to him. No,
1: no. <laughs> but I think with so with maybe Leo, would. what
0: would maybe would
1: if I you think. get if you get one chance and Leo's there and he's like walking past and you and you don't want to be like, hey, Mr. DiCaprio, you know, you just like you want to just be like, what's up? I get, I'm a big fan, you know.
0: You what want Phil, to acknowledge it, but what film would you pick?
1: That's what I'm asking you. Yeah, what what, what would what you Phil, go for? What line?
0: I'd go for some of his scenes in Django. I think.
1: Yeah. His I accent. can do with my property whatever
0: I so desire. So it's the the language, the the accent, obviously.
1: Yeah, I'd go. We are having white cake. Maybe I give him some of that.
0: <laughs> Maybe I. What go about this him. one? He he's a no... cheeky black bugger, just <laughs> like yourself, Stephen. <laughs> we don't see that N word right there. We're gonna treat him like he's not the n word. Yeah.
1: No, you. That wasn't a Leo line, that.
0: Oh, was that? Um, oh no, that's
1: Thingy, isn't it? He's present in the scene. What about this one? Where's my beautiful sister?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe not that one. (laughs) There's some good lines in Django, yeah. I go um, a departed. I go line from departed. But now you have my attention.
1: Yeah. Uh would you not go? I listened to Departed yesterday. I put it on in my earphones and I just walked around for like three hours and listened That's to That's
0: a it. great film. Are you a cop?
1: I'm not a cop.
0: Are you a cop? You want me to fucking say it?
1: I'm not a cop.
0: Are you a cop?
1: Cranberry juice.
0: <laughs> my I'd give it,
1: no, I'd be Ray Winston to him. I'd be like, he's not a guy you can't hit, but he's almost fucking a guy you can't fucking hit.
0: I do uh, Alec Baldwin. Uh...
1: Oh, you you want to smoke? You want a cigarette? <laughs> oh, you don't want to smoke? You're in one of those fitness feet? Go fuck yourself.
0: That's the best line. <laughs> yeah. So good. No, it's yeah. the uh, oh, Is it the, where, is it? The line where he's uh, where they're at the meeting together. What does he say? It says, my people out there, they're like fucking Indians. You're not going to see them. You're not going to hear about them, except for me, a Captain Queen.
1: Yeah, everyone crushes it in that film, man. It's a wicked film.
0: Fuck yourself. I'm tired for fucking wine. You listen, How's you your listen
1: to Pillow Talk, <laughs> didn't you, the other day?
0: Uh, yeah, the Lil Dicky song.
1: Have you? Do you know much of um, Let Me Freak? Yeah, that yeah. That tune? Yeah, yeah. That one of the lyrics is, we just turned off The Departed for a movie about a bee. <laughs> <laughs> like some it was just funny you had to pick two movies that's like this is the type of sacrifice that men make for women. They'll turn off a movie that all men love, The Departed, Such for a, a movie film. that all men hate, that but that women might want to watch, the bee movie.
0: The bee movie's a great film, man.
1: I've no, I've never seen it. I've never seen I it. Shouldn't I shouldn't have fired shots without even having seen. It. The
0: Jerry Seinfeld wrote a fucking great movie in the B movie. It's one of the Jerry fun- Seinfeld wrote it. Yeah, yeah. It's one of the funniest kids films I've ever seen.
1: Let me Google this shit. I've never even the B movie.
0: You've seen it because you got it's a kids film, right? It's, I, it's directed at kids, yeah, but it's un- unbelievably funny, man. It is the so good. The guy in it, yeah, he plays the B. What a strange film. It, honestly, it is so good.
1: So I'm looking at the uh, IMDb 6.1, Rotten Tomatoes, 50%. Oh,
0: fuck them, man. Watch it. It's so good.
1: Fuck those guys. Do you agree with this? This is the consensus. B-movie has humorous moments, but its awkward premise and tame delivery render it mostly forgettable.
0: Uh, no, I think, I think this, uh I, I, I think that if you're analysing it as an adult movie, then yes. For kids, it's good, man. And it's got some good lines in for adults as well. Which is what okay. you want from a kids' film.
1: I'm going to wait until I have kids before I watch it. It's good.
0: Okay, should we do some of these would-you-rather questions? Sure. Uh, for those who haven't seen the pretenship episode that I did with Peter, we did a, a, a very long game of would-you-rather. We went down some very weird rabbit holes and... Um, I've, tr- I've tried to conjure up that sort of ilk of question on here. Um, okay. Okay. If you were reborn in a new life, so you, you, you die today. Sorry, man, you're dead. I, I'm
1: already out. I'm already <laughs> out. This doesn't make any sense. I but I have all my memories and shit.
0: No, 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 no. Would you rather be alive in the past, so you get reborn, but in the past,
1: As myself in the past.
0: Uh, No, you just get reborn as generic guy in the past.
1: Well, think about it. That's already happening. If if you lose your soul and it's their soul, then when you die, if someone else is born, then you are reborn as them if it's not even your soul anymore. It's just their soul.
0: Or would you rather be alive in the future?
1: Uh, If you want to ask... Do I want would would I rather go to the past or the future? I can answer that, but this reborn is like a silly premise.
0: So you're reborn as Peter Hall, but you don't have any of your current memories.
1: But if I could just choose, like they're gonna go, look, you're not gonna remember any of it, but it will be you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, so I
1: almost feel like, well, who the fuck can, It won't be me, so
0: you'll still have your same personality. You just won't have any of your, your memories.
1: Um But your personality won't be the same because your personality is in some small part determined by your environment.
0: Yeah. So but for the most part, the personality that you were born with that wasn't shaped by your environment.
1: They say if you take um, a, you know, if you were to take a human baby from 20,000 years ago and raise it today, it would be indistinguishable from a human of today.
0: Yeah,
1: that's yeah. not surprise me. Uh, so, but that, by that, I mean, you know, it's not as if you your personality is going to be um, the same no matter where you are. Your personality is almost like a hundred percent impact. It, do you know what I mean? The language you speak determines it, and the language you speak is determined by where you are born. And
0: yeah, like, but you who still have you and how you still have personality traits that would be there regardless of that
1: i think the personality traits i have if this, this is what you're interested in um of sort of contrarianism i mean evidenced by how i'm responding to the
0: question <laughs> it's just a fucking um, question I, man.
1: I think that doesn't go down well in the past i think i'm killed <laughs> pretty quick in the past
0: yeah so I you're think going someone's
1: not going to like the cut on my jib and they're just going to ch- fucking cut cut my head off
0: so you, well i'll let you pick the past
1: though Say, say that one more time. I'm, I'll I'll on.
0: let I'll let you pick. You can have any year bar the last hundred years.
1: By the last what?
0: A hundred years.
1: Fuck man, the reception's gone trash.
0: Hello. Can you hear me?
1: Yeah, I hope that the audio that is recorded, it sounds like what I just heard because it's pretty funny.
0: Uh, okay. Uh, does my mic sound okay? It sounds
1: totally fine. Now it's back to normal.
0: Cool. Uh, yeah. So, but you it, was can... like,
1: <laughs> meow, meow. it was like it was like for a second. <laughs>
0: um. You, yeah, I'll let you have any year. You can choose a year apart from any year within the last one hundred years.
1: <sighs>
0: and again, I feel this... like
1: physically, I feel like my physical body. I'll if you take me into the past, I'll be bet. I'll be like, I'll be mint. Do you know what I'm saying? I feel like I'm. But I'm tall, a hairier dude. Taller,
0: faster. What are what you saying? So like you'd be taller than most people, quicker than most people.
1: Yeah, and I look a little caveman-y anyway, like my head shape. <laughs> you don't
0: shit. have to go back to the caveman years, though.
1: Uh, yeah, but I feel, you know, you go into the past. They hadn't even invented sexy people yet, so maybe I'll be sexy in the past.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I always think that people have a very rose-tinted outlook on the past, though.
1: Yeah, I just said, like, I'm going to get killed in the past.
0: Yeah, no, I didn't.
1: You don't care about about rights or anything in the past.
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. uh, Yeah, I always feel like people look back on the past and go, oh, it was a simpler time, and, oh, they didn't have that much to worry about. Yeah. Other than, you know.
1: Except they were doing public executions until about 40 or 50 years ago.
0: And also, like, we're we're part of the richest population that's ever lived.
1: Yeah. Although you could get a house for about 500 quid back in the past.
0: Yeah, but you didn't have 500 quid. I don't know.
1: Wasn't it like our grandparents just sort of, like, left school at 12 and then got a house?
0: Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but they didn't have, like, as much disposable income as, like, our generation does.
1: I think the worst part is that, you know, animals certainly weren't re- um, fairly treated anywhere near to the degree that they are now. Anyone that wasn't white is basically fucked in the past. <laughs> women women are all just fucked. You just, you're just just like, shut up, get the tuna casserole sorted. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's well, women until like the 70s.
0: That's sort of us as well. We're from working class backgrounds. So,
1: like, yeah, I, I think the future, I'm optimistic that the future is going to be, if not a utopia, certainly everyone's going to be more fairly treated. And um, a lot of people are just like, the world's fucked in it 2020. It could only get, it's gonna get worse than this anyway. Like, oh, the, the government, they, everything's fucked. And I'm like, nah, man. I, so, I guess it's to your point, like what you were saying, you know, everyone sort of looks back at the, the past you know, in a, this distorted way. Yeah. I think in the past you were likely to, there's much more crime going on in
0: the past. We you know, live that way in the, the best period of time the human race has ever seen.
1: Yes. Without, without question.
0: We live much longer. We're all much. I mean, I know that there's poverty in the world, but you know, on the whole, if you are alive now, you are part of the richest 1% of the human beings that's ever lived
1: yeah uh, there's overpopulation i'll grant you that
0: yeah there certainly is look at the technology that we have access to uh it, yeah we live in yeah what a what our mint time to be alive as a human it's the best it's ever been and it's only I, going to get better
1: i i think so
0: hey, you know maybe we'll get ubi as well which will help
1: is that universal income
0: yeah the universal basic income
1: That would be cool if you didn't have to do jobs no more. That is the number one thing that I hate about reality is that you are born into servitude and you don't have a say. You just have to do loads of shit that you don't like for money or else you'll die.
0: Do you sort of agree with the people, you know, the the downside that people have for it?
1: I I couldn't begin to have an argument with anyone about UBI because I don't understand economics. I don't understand anything really. It's, I just, to me, all I see is you don't have to have a job anymore. That's all I see. And I would continue to do work for money anyway, but you just wouldn't be forced to do anything you don't want to do. I hope if, if that is what they're offering, then that sounds good to me. But I don't know how it works. I don't know where that money's coming from. I don't know what the knock-on effects of it would be. like. So I'm happy for it, things to continue without UBI. <laughs> I don't mind it. Well,
0: the, the logic is that the more uh, we advance technology, the more we can allow technology to do some of the jobs that we don't want to do yeah uh, so in essence we will as a government or as a you know population we will save money because it will it's cheaper to get a robot to do it right so the money that is saved we then put into like a universal basic income scheme and essentially the government will give you x amount of money per month just for sort of being alive um uh, the fit the figures are something like a thousand to two thousand pound a month so the stuff that you need to take Jesus care Jesus
1: Christ
0: just the stuff that $2, you need to- a month
1: I would be living it up I would be that I'd be that that's my dream if you give me two thousand pounds a month I would can you imagine that is that crazy to you or is that sort of like yeah that would just about cover my car bills and all the
0: kids and I mean yes, yeah, sort of uh, yeah, sort of what we spend a, a month on food. Kids. Man,
1: I would be out of control. I'd be creating, I'd be making just like spending all my time making music and videos and I'd probably get into like, I'd be going to fucking dance classes and piano lessons and German classes. I'd be traveling and fucking making things, shooting, shooting things.
0: I mean, that's oh, man. that's the, that's one of the positives, isn't it? That you free up people to to be creative and you know, you aren't forced to do something that you don't like to do just to pay the bills because the bills are paid for. Therefore, you know, you, you, you know, you think of yourself as an inventor, you've got the time to go away and start inventing stuff. Or, you know, you think of yourself as an entrepreneur, you've got the time to set up your own business. So yeah, that, that's the, the, the way that, you know, the positive spin is. That it I think you, you would,
1: I think you would help, people you know there's a lot of people knocking about who are just sort of living paycheck to paycheck despondent listless they're piss heads, you know they're just tanning cigarettes and alcohol and i reckon if you gave them the money to live on they would consume those vices less
0: well yeah i mean um i was this goes on to another point that uh, i i was listening to the jack mate happy hour podcast this week i don't know if you've ever seen it um never he's a he's a youtuber um, and he got Peter leon on. Um, he's a former undercover police officer. I, have you seen the show Hunted on Channel Four? Yeah, he's the chief from there, so you might recognise his face.
1: Can we go asterisk? Because I would love to know what your strategy is if you're on that show.
0: Uh, I can't. We, tell we you can
1: if. get. We can go back to it. We can go back
0: to it. I can't tell you my strategy. Oh uh, yeah, why you're going to go on it? I might go on it, yeah. Um, okay, but he was on, and um, he obviously he's, he's been in the police for thirty plus years, um, uh, undercover as well, and uh, you know he's got some mint stories, um, so it's worth a listen just for the stories. Um, but he um, he is a big advocate for legalizing all drugs, um, and it was very interesting to hear a police officer's view on it. Obviously, because you, you you think that is this an
1: American guy? No,
0: no, no, he's British.
1: British. Okay, yeah, because it's just that I remember seeing a video age, eight years ago on the war on drugs, and an ex police officer called Peter something went on it and was talking about like the war on drugs and his opposition to that, and talking about legalising all drugs. So I thought it might be the same guy.
0: And well, no, it's interesting that more police officers are backing it. But yeah, I just found it interesting, like the stance that he has from fighting it and seeing it firsthand, and he thinks that it would make the world a better place just by legal, yeah. isn't it?
1: Well, they test drove it in Portugal about 13, 14 years ago, and they legalized, taxed, and regulated all drugs, including heroin, and uh, and hospitalization for overdosing went down, um, treatments for addiction went down. Like It basically made the use of the drug more safe and yeah people it, it just it was nothing but benefits across the board in my understanding and i might have seen cherry-picked results i don't know you, but,
0: did um, i saw the same thing on a ted talk is that what you've got that from? i've
1: not yeah i just saw it like written somewhere I don't,
0: um i think I, yeah, i've avoided ted talks i'm where do you stand on the legalization of it all
1: by the way i'll just tell you the uh if anyone wanted to see the video that I was on about with a with a ex police guy called Peter something, it's Peter Christ. Great name. Or Pete, Peter Christ, Peter Christ,
0: Peter uh, Christ,
1: Peter Christ. <laughs> um, nope. so he, Peter. yeah, he just absolutely dismantles the uh, argument for the war on
0: drugs. Um, well, yeah, I mean, listening to Peter Blacksey say it, it was just an and it was invented in the sixties, wasn't it, just by some conservative uh, politicians um, and
1: you know, white yeah. men.
0: Well, yeah, uh,
1: well, that's that was, what I would imagine people saying these days. It was invented
0: by old white men. Well, yeah, what they call them gammons or something. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So, legalisation, where, where 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 do you stand on it?
1: um again we can have these like idealistic arguments we can say like oh how do you feel about these specific matters but that's that's a huge question because there's so many ramifications across again in the economy like health-wise philosophically i don't understand like what what who would be Who? where you would get these drugs and what the effects of these drugs are anyway and and then yeah, I'm, I wouldn't be comfortable to like venture a, um, an answer either way. To, to me, I think it's not up to the government whether someone takes drugs. I think that's a personal decision whether or not you want to take drugs. And and you can't be like, oh, I I don't think it's good, so you shouldn't. It's like, well, it's not up to you, mate. Um,
0: I, mean, I, can so, go on a, I can go on a big rant about this sort of stuff. Um,
1: it's weird that you would, though, because I, I think I've heard you speak on this matter before, and then you've I, – I guess it's good because – If you did a lot of drugs, I'd be like, I'd be thinking, yeah, you're only saying that because you love drugs, but you don't love, you don't, you've never even seen cocaine, but you're still, uh, you know, interested in letting people um, exercise their own sovereign. um, I I feel like responsibilities. I,
0: I feel part of it is that part of it is that, you know, part of it is like, if people want to shoot up some heroin, like who are you to say that they can't? But the I, sort of the bigger problem is, like, it doesn't matter whether you say that they can't or not. People are still doing it anyway. Like, Yeah,
1: so you want to make it safe.
0: Exactly, yeah. I mean, I've got children, so, I mean, that's my, my, my biggest concern is my children. Um, and yeah. all I want for my children is to go into the world as educated as possible about stuff so that they, you know... And like, As a parent, I would love it if my children didn't take drugs because of, you know, the, the bad things that people associate that with them. However, I'm a bit of a realist and I know that the likelihood is that they might do it. So for me, uh, what I want to do is give them an education and say, OK, if you're going to do it, th- this is what could happen. This is what could happen you know, if you do too much, this is what might happen, that sort of thing, you know, this is the sort of experience that you will have.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: and then if they decide, actually, I don't want to take that risk, I want them to have that information to process it. Also, for, like, if knowing that they might do it anyway, like, my worst fear would be they get it from somebody that they didn't know, and it was terrible stuff, and it was mixed with, you know, What's the thing about cocaine? It's all, you know, like washing up powder and
1: you know, baby aspirin.
0: Exactly, all that sort of shit. So, like, what I would want for them is a place where they can go and buy it safely. So, uh, Peter Blexley's argument is that you just open up a shop, you just have a shop on your high street, you know, call it the drug shop or whatever, and you go in there and you talk to people who are educated in the substances, they can tell you proper dosages. Um, they can tell you, you know, the, the purity of the product and the product is, you know, quality tested, much like, you know, paracetamol quality tested. Um, and it's a safe environment for you to go and buy it. And, you know, you say, actually, I don't want something super strong. I want something that's not as strong. You can get that. And it's not just some guy in an alley that's selling you, you know, bollocks stuff. It's, you know... I, I, you know, you can talk about the economical benefits to the country. I mean, you know, he quotes numbers that the worldwide drug trade does upwards of £500 billion. Pounds. Like, yeah. why, why would you not want a piece of that in your own economy? You know, why would you not want to put that towards schools? Well, the,
1: the answer to that, if I can interrupt, is obviously how much money's made through the prison system for mandatory minimum drug sentences.
0: Well, there's also that as well. Like, you, you want to help the prison system legalized drugs man you'd cut the prison population in half
1: i don't know if the interest is in helping the, the prison system though it's in maximizing the money that can be made with like private you know security ah um, yeah yeah. you know like yeah. Pri- privately owned prisons and then the, yeah. also there's effectively slave labor in a lot of prisons isn't
0: it uh, well well yeah i guess um, I and I then
1: pr- a lot of police system a lot of police departments can um, tackle what, what they would call like low hanging fruit and go to like poor neighborhoods and then just like lock people up for, you know, basically either drug running or, you know, just like, just, just like trumped up charges for like dealing in some drugs. Um, And then, you know, money gets given to the, you know, that's how the police um, will make money sometimes is by, Go into neighborhoods where there will be like drugs, and then just sort of sort of, like nicking people for drugs.
0: Yeah, I, I guess so. But then, like again, like if you're going to bring billions of pounds into your economy, surely there's a way to monetize the to keep the police sweet as well, isn't there? Like if you're going to say, you know, we're going to bring in ten billion pounds, say. The police force can get an extra billion, and we'll you know we'll sort them out. Then
1: the drug dealers are still going to want money, you know. So I, I think what would happen is, you, if you legalize all the drugs, that you might make it more dangerous because drug dealers would have to resort to making their own drugs. or, You know, like if you if your cocaine can't compete with the fucking top level Selfridges cocaine, then you're just going to make you're just going to be. Tr- trying out shit aren't you just like let's fucking make this drug i don't we don't know what it is let's start selling you know people are going to be dying off like really fucked up you know handmade custom drugs that drug dealers are making in an attempt to compete with the shop quality drugs that people have access to now yeah so so i I, and some people aren't going to want to go to the shop they just want to want to go to a party and have some illegal drugs because it's cool and they're going to die off of these drugs because they're not regulated like the drugs that they
0: could be buying at the shop so i've i've done some research into this um, and that was a problem that they had in canada so canada uh, legalized weed uh, quite recently um yeah. but because
1: last year wasn't it or year i think it ago. was either
0: last year or the year before um but because they've made the um standard so high to setting up your own pot shop the, the volume of illegally bought weed has, hasn't gone down. It's sort of plateaued, and in some cases it's gone up because yeah. people don't have access to the legal weed. So because it takes you know X amount of time to get your weed license and then obviously put your shop together and that sort of stuff, it prohibits people from just setting up their own pot shop. Yeah. So you're putting off people setting up the shop, and because you're putting off people setting up the shop, People don't have a shop in their local town, so they're just going to their normal dealer and going, oh, can I have some weed? And so I think, like, there is a way around that problem by making it less prohibitive and sort of... I, I think it's access, isn't it? If you've got access to high-quality, cheap stuff, why would you go and get it illegally? Yeah. So, like, I, 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 I sort of think that counterbalances itself. Like, all right, the drug dealers might make you know, cheaper stuff. But if it's going to be worse, so you know, you can get, you know, you know, a, a bag of weed from your local drugstore for £10 and the quality is good. Like, why would you give your drug dealer £5 if you know it's going to be not as well, good?
1: Is there an argument for, you know, sometimes people will shop locally and support local businesses, even though it's worse. You might go to your local cafe and get a shit cup of coffee instead of going and getting, you know, if you prefer Starbucks, I don't know what a good coffee is, but, you know, you you could get, you could shop locally rather than with a bigger um, business entity or whatever, because you want to support your local business. Wouldn't people go, oh, I want to support, you know, Timmy down the road. I don't think they'd was.
0: Yeah, I guess there is an element of that, but then like your local drug shop is going to be a local store as well, isn't it?
1: Yeah, but dealers would just become like, Oh I'm an artisan indie business you know it's just me. <laughs> yeah
0: you know but what then, I mean? like, you what I mean <laughs> I guess the way around that is to um prove that that money spent in the drug stop is going to help your local economy isn't it. Yeah like the way around going to Timmy down the road is to say if you shop at this drug store we will give x amount of money to help in you know the local community will, you know, will paint the high street, will whatever, and have some tangible um, outcomes so that people go, oh, I'm going to... Wait, you, uh, isn't, this, isn't this the plot of Pineapple Express 2? <laughs> this is me asking if you want to go into business, mate. I'm offering you a, a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity at uh, Jamie's local drugstore.
1: But yeah, the drug dealers are going to turn up on the day that you get the bill passed and assassinate everyone that's trying to pass it.
0: Uh, I I don't know man I don't think that's true Dude the drug
1: dealers even though it's weed dealers so they're not like it's not like they're coke dealers they're not all tatted up they're just like hippies like yeah you want some never, weed. Uh, Yeah But yeah the people that deal that deal in all you know so like what do you want I got weed PCP cat like PCP. those guys <laughs> Those drug dealers are, are going to make it difficult to pass the, they're going to go to length to keep their keep their bottom line I think
0: this weighs around me, man.
1: We kill all the drug dealers.
0: I mean, I'm not saying it. You know, I'm not
1: saying it. Um, Did you finish Ozark yet, talking about drug dealers? <laughs>
0: no, no, no. I, no. Moggy you put me off watching. because he was
1: too anxious.
0: No, no, Moggy put me off the, the rest of Series 3. So, yeah, I know I, you're listening, Moggy, telling me that I'm in for a treat.
1: And that made you not want to watch it. That's yeah. it. That's like an. That's saying he's, It's good.
0: Yeah, but I don't. I don't want to know that I'm in for a treat. I want to find that I'm in for a treat. I don't want to be told. I'm yeah, in for a
1: treat. I do. I. I mean, it's a shame because he was trying to sell it to you. He didn't. He didn't. Wasn't aware that that would be in any way a spoiler. But I think sometimes people, um, they'll say like, oh, like I think Sutton said to me, oh, you'll like Darlene's story coming up, and I was like, I don't oh. want to know that. Oh. Yeah. Do you know what I mean, or like, I think Johnny said something like when I was on season two, he was like, oh, yeah, that guy, that character, he's good. And I'd only seen him once. And I was like, so I know he comes back. I know if there's an opportunity where you're like, oh, what's he going to do here? And they'll do the thing that I would think is good because Johnny said, I'm going to like it. Or, do you know what mm. I mean? I just you don't want to know anything.
0: Yeah, especially if it's a good show.
1: Johnny does it with UFC fights as well. Like you'll go. <laughs> Yeah, hey, lad, have you watched the fight yet? And I go, no, no, I don't want to know anything. He goes, I'll not tell you anything, but it's good. And I'm like, I don't want to fucking know if it's good.
0: Yeah, but I suppose play devil's advocate in there. Like I'd like, like I'd rather know that. I suppose, because then I know uh, I'm lo- I'll am i look forward to it. Do you know what I mean? Especially it's no, a This big... is what
1: I would say. I'd go, watch it. That's all I would say to someone, you know, because because then they might go, oh, I won't even watch it. I'll skip it. I'll just go, hey, man, watch that one.
0: I know, but I then I when you, tell me, when you tell me that, I know that something's going to happen.
1: No, because you don't know if it's, like, something funny, like it goes wrong, but there's something funny happening, like, the ref. you know, D- Dan Hardy gets into a tussle with her being... <laughs> You don't know if it ends immediately. You don't know if it's a five-round war. You don't know what's going to happen. i just say, watch it.
0: Yeah, I know, but I'm still expecting something to happen. But
1: what if you skip it? How do you get someone to watch it?
0: Well, that's what I mean. That's why it's a tough thing when you're talking about like a fight, isn't it? Because you can't say to someone, oh, it's a good fight, without them going, oh, fuck, thanks for that. And like when you tell me, watch it, I'm like, okay, something's happening. Pete has told me to watch this. I know I need to watch it for a specific reason.
1: Did you watch the
0: uh, karate Hot fight? No, I, I, I watch I, it. <laughs> I, I'm a big Michelle Waterson fan, but her last few fights have been dull as fuck, man. Well, I'm not saying anything
1: about this one, but watch it. Watch it.
0: I already I already I've already I already know the outcome, so
1: it's worth a watch though.
0: Okay. Would you rather be the funniest person in the room? or the most intelligent person in the room? Are
1: the two mutually exclusive? I would have thought if you're one, then you might be the other as well.
0: In my scenario, they are mutually exclusive, yeah.
1: I would say you can be... Oh, hmm. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Because I was going to say, oh, if you're funny, then you're probably quite intelligent, but you could be like unintentionally funny. What if it's like a careful what you wish for sort of situation where everyone's laughing at you and you're really funny, but you're dumb. If you're funny, are you also intelligent? Or are you, or is it like, what if it's this? You're the funniest person in the room and the dumbest, or you're the most intelligent person in the room and the least funny?
0: No. So you, it's either you're the funniest person in the room, and okay. but but you're, but you're not the most intelligent person in the room at the same time.
1: Average intelligence for the room.
0: Uh, yes, or you're always the most intelligent and sort of averagely funny. Although I find it hard to be, I find it hard to believe that the most intelligent person in the room would be funny as well. Though,
1: wouldn't be funny as well.
0: Yeah, like I, I always tend to find like the more intelligent you are. The sort of- I think it's
1: it's hard to define intelligence, though, isn't it? Like intelligent, it's not just like oh, this person is ten intelligence, this person <laughs> is nine intelligence. Like, what does intelligent mean? Because uh, I would say if some, if someone crushed it in like academia and they've got PhDs that, you know are coming out of their ass, but they're not that funny, then I wouldn't say they're that intelligent.
0: Uh, you can't you can't just throw a paddy on the question and wriggle your way out of it. You have to pick one.
1: Well, yeah ask me a question then because you've used a term <laughs> that's ambiguous so that's the point of these
0: that's the point of these questions man you have to use your imagination and pick one i can't just fucking spell it out for you
1: well yeah so i'll tell you the answer if, okay. the, if would you if rather the be 10 funny person,
0: or 10 intelligent
1: um well yeah depending on the definition of intelligent okay man. um in, in with the popular definition of intelligent, I'd probably pick funny, to be honest with you. Cause that like you can what you can bask in that a little bit and it brings entertainment to others. Whereas the intelligent one, popularly, I think you might bore people, even if you're really intelligent. All you're doing is like you just know you're just like I'm intelligent, but I I also... don't know if you can even parlay that into like a you know profiting from it if you are have... intelligent but you're also cunning and also wise and all these other things. then maybe you could be like striking up business deals with people and, you know, impressing people. But I think someone who's just stood there and they're like, oh, yeah, I've got five PhDs, but I'm just a mong."
0: You also run the risk of always being bitterly disappointed in every room you're in.
1: Yeah, you never want to be the most intelligent person in the room. You want to be the dumbest person in the room, then you've got loads to learn off everyone. You want to hang out with loads of people that are dumber
0: than you. There's a happy medium somewhere, isn't there? Would I'm you go funny funny? Would you rather be able to talk your way out of any situation, uh-huh. or punch your way out of any situation?
1: <laughs> I'm sorry, but we can't offer you a line of credit.
0: <laughs> is, 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 is it okay? We'll do it. <laughs> I mean, there are people that are like that, though, aren't there? They're like just intimidating. That'd be so people. funny because,
1: but how good would it be? Any situation you said. So then. You know, even if someone's like, get the police, the police come and go, we've heard there's been an assault, and you go, <laughs> bah, 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 bah. And Yeah. Like, you slow your stars go up, like you're on J.K., J-A and the army <laughs> turn up, and they go, come out, with your
0: hands over your head, and you run out, and go, pop, <laughs>
1: and they go, okay, you can go.
0: I don't think, uh, just because you can punch your way out doesn't mean that you're in, invincible. though.
1: Really. Yeah, but no matter, you know, it's like, what the, no, because any situation, so a situation in which you're going to die, you could punch your way out.
0: No, like, you aren't invincible. Part of the question isn't that you're invincible. It's just that you're... you're
1: a... You said any situation. Yeah, you didn't you say aren't... any
0: realistic. <laughs> you, aren't gonna some, the... you can't punch your bullet away. That's the situation. Dude, no. Stop overanalyzing so any... one question and then underanalyzing another question.
1: So any situation except a bullet coming at you?
0: any, you can't punch yourself out of a of a police shootout.
1: Even if you just said, "I can punch my way out of any situation,"
0: I'm I'm not playing "Would you rather" with you anymore. <laughs> you're ruining the game.
1: I just I, I'm actually struggling to understand what you're offering me. That's all.
0: I'm offering I'm you either it. the gift of the gab. Yeah, you're trying to explore it. You're taking it too far. You oh, li- okay? Okay. You're I'm literally telling literal. me yes. You're going right,
1: to. Don't give me rules and then expect me to, do you know what I mean?
0: Don't give you, you rules. As this if any, is what you're
1: asking me. Would I rather be good at talking or good at fighting? That's what you're asking me, right?
0: Yeah. You, what that is, me that then. That is what a normal person reads from that question. What you've just said after I've read you that question is that you are going to punch yourself out of a police shootout.
1: This is what a normal person does. No he one to the in words the words that someone says and interprets them at face value.
0: No one in the history of the world think. has punched their way out of a police shootout. Well, why did you make it sound like I could? I didn't. You did. You said,
1: "Would you? Would you want to be able to punch your way out of any situation?" Like a I... magical
0: hypothetical question. Okay, listeners, I'm going to end the podcast now. I hope you've enjoyed uh, this week. I have not. I'm super glad we took a week off for this bullshit. Are
1: you actually wrapping it up?
0: I fucking might do it in a minute. <laughs> I'm not doing any more of these questions because I don't have the energy for you. nonsense.
1: You told me that Kim said that you had been thinly veiled rage recently and i'm getting a taste of it
0: thinly veiled this isn't thinly veiled my friend
1: you're ruining the game for the listener this is not a bit this is jamie genuinely furious
0: oh it is i'm furious my blood is rising you, I ask uh, you about drug legalization. You won't touch a piece of that, but with ease, you'll fucking go balls deep in. And now you're fucking fighting out yourself <laughs> in a pillie shootout. But the drug legalization question, you'll just sit on the fence and go, um, actually, I don't know. So I'll tell you what.
1: Why don't we? We'll, just, we'll both say from now on, if we mean something, we'll say that thing and we won't mislead the other. <laughs> about it's a
0: game of would you rather, not a game of. I'm offering you fucking life or death questions and you need to overanalyze each and every one of them.
1: Okay. So fighting versus talking, I'd, I'd always be rather better at talking, definitely. Would,
0: would you really, though?
1: Yeah. Because, like, if you used a dumb meathead biffer...
0: You don't have what, to be a dumb what? meathead biffer, though. Okay. Um, you could still be I just, intelligent, I think talk- but still frighteningly good with your fists.
1: The byproduct, I mean, that'd be great because you know that, you know, you would never have to live in, you know, that you could defend you and your family, you know, but I think the talking one is going to, the byproduct of that will be that you're probably great, you know, just like chatting about, you could sort of haggle people and, and I think it just com- comes in handy. Violence is a rare occurrence, whereas talking to people is a daily occurrence.
0: I suppose you could turn that violence into a job though.
1: i would be an MMA guy.
0: Or you know, just in the army.
1: Just punching people. Punching <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> punching, punching the bu- enemy to death.
0: Punching bullets. You can survive a penny shootout, so why could you not survive an army?
1: Um yeah, I just yeah, I don't think I'd like that. I don't think I'd like that one.
0: I don't think I would what about like the the aggression that you would feel on a more frequent basis? Would you feel aggression? Yeah, because that would be your default go-to to to get out of the situation, wouldn't it? Like, calm head. Like, you wouldn't go, uh, unless you were super calm about punching people.
1: No, because we went to school with a guy called Stuart Welch, and he was both very calm and also very good at fighting. So he would be, you know, he wouldn't be like, you're a little prick. Like, he wouldn't be like red in the face. His skill and the reason he was good in physical altercations was with how calm he was. So other people would be like, windmill fists, red in the face. And he just like, it's like he was watching him in slow motion with this like smirk on his face and he just ducked to one side and just and just pop him right in the face. I
0: think he ever like, saw and, and Stubong it, in a
1: fight. I saw Stubong in a couple fights. One time we were just walking, some some guy had slighted him. I can't remember what happened. And uh, he was like, yeah, yeah, did you see Family Guy the other night? <laughs> oh, one second. And he put his bag down, walked over and just went, A-de-de-de! and just like... <laughs> annihilated this guy and then just came back and was like yeah it was the one where stewie was talking <laughs> to brian and, and it was like nothing to him
0: maybe uh, maybe he's already selected that as this thing
1: um let's go let's go next one if would he, you uh, if <laughs> happy to continue would you
0: It depends on your answer to this question would you rather know how you'll die or when you'll die
1: so, but I have to imagine that I'm like retarded, and I'm not. I'm not going to examine the question or anything,
0: right? <laughs> Fuck off. No, I could. I, I'll say to you either you're going to die of a brain tumor. Not going to tell you when. Or yeah. I could go. You're going to die on the eighth of August, twenty fifty-two. But I'm not going to tell you how you're going to die.
1: Uh, how? How? I can't know, change how.
0: it. No, you can't. Like me telling you that you're going to get a tumor is not changeable.
1: That's weird, though. What if you said, "Oh, you, you know, you die of a uh, aneurysm I could just chop my head off today, and then like disprove you, right? Well,
0: well, yeah. I guess like the other flip side is I could tell you how you die, and you just go, "No, I'm just going to jump in front of a train."
1: Yeah, um, I think I would rather know how because um, when is it's either going to be really late on, you know, like end of my life, and then I'll just go, "Oh, well, you know, I don't." who cares? I assumed that anyway, or it's going to be closer and I'm just going to like be living in fear and there's nothing I can do either to change it.
0: What if it's a medium thing though? What if it's like 10 years from now?
1: Yeah, but it's that's to living over me. It's just like, I think that's upsetting to know when you'll die. Whereas if you say what I'll die of, and then if that's also equally, if you're going to say they're both medium ones, what I'll die of might be just like, Oh, heart failure or something. And then I'll go, oh, you know, at least it's not like I'm stabbed to death by a, a jilted lover or something.
0: What if that was the... Uh...
1: Then it'd be pretty exciting as well because you don't know when. And that I think that's exciting.
0: Like if I said to you, you're going to die if you go,
1: yeah, in a police shootout. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I think either one, if, if it's something a bit more immediate, a little bit more intense, something surprising, then I'd rather have the the knowledge of what it like you're going to die in a zeppelin accident <laughs> i'd rather know that than if you go oh you're going to die two weeks from now i just be, <laughs> i just wouldn't be able to enjoy my next two weeks
0: wish that made the cut right next one would you rather leave your child unemployed and homeless yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah just choose that one
0: or pay for their drug habits and illegal activities Oh, it's, a, it's an age old question, isn't it?
1: Would you rather leave my child homeless? What was the question again?
0: Uh, and unemployed.
1: Homeless and unemployed. So yeah. they're probably going to go on drugs, but they're not going to be able to afford to do loads of drugs.
0: They can't do the drugs. So they're going to have to suck off a stranger. Yeah.
1: Oh, but they do. They already, they have a job and a home, but they have a drug habit.
0: A big one. Well, and you're paying for it, so the job isn't enough.
1: Does it? And I'm not allowed to know what the drug is, or?
0: It's all of the drugs.
1: They take all different
0: drugs. It's a concoction of uh,
1: different drugs. For me, my answer, and I'm really not trying to, you know, inflame you, but I think (laughs) it would just depend on what the drug of choice is.
0: Okay. So if it was weed, you'd sort of be okay with it.
1: No problem with that at all. Cocaine depending on how severe the habit is i would facilitate a cocaine habit
0: you're paying for the habit so it's a pretty big habit that you're having to foot the bill for
1: um well yeah i mean so it's just what's a worse problem being addicted to cocaine or so that's the only issue there they've not they're not out of money they're not out of a job or a home just being addicted to cocaine or being homeless and unemployed. That's a horrific problem. They're going to get on drugs anyway. They're just going to drug themselves to death, aren't they? Have you ever seen homeless people? We know loads of coke heads.
0: <laughs> I, yeah, I guess it's that parent question though, isn't it? Like, would you be happy to, to do it? Or are you, in your mind? No, you no recon- I'm not happy
1: on either one. I'm not buzzing to to are you buy re- cocaine for my
0: Are kids? you re- reconciling it in your head that, it's better than the alternative. Yeah.
1: Every time I walk down the street and some, you know, human pigeon reaches out its little hand and goes, Can I have some change? It'd make me feel a million times vindicated. Fair enough. <laughs> I felt like you didn't like how I described a homeless
0: person. <laughs> so very offensive. These
1: these dirty plebs.
0: That's a very offensive way to describe a homeless person.
1: Um All homeless people, I would say, uh, I mean, 99% of them are severely mentally ill and have bad substance abuse issues. So that's what you want for your kid. Substance abuse issues or mental illness and substance abuse issues.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, I'm not saying you picked the wrong answer. Just asking the questions. Don't shoot the fucking messenger, buddy. Okay, next. Would you rather take a guaranteed 100k... Yeah. Or 50-50 at a mil. 50-50 at what? A mil. Oh, a million.
1: I was like, why would I want a mil? I've got no <laughs> cotton producing needs.
0: Or I give you a mil.
1: So I flip a coin and I might get a mil.
0: hmm Left hand is 100 grand. You can have it. Right yeah,
1: hand. I might go for the coin flip mill.
0: Right hand is the coin. Which one are you taking? The Back coin, coin right.
1: flip mill, man the coin flip mill because 50 50 which is great odds i think it's good
0: odds it's it's better odds than you get in your life a million pounds
1: yeah yeah and then you fail and you're just like "Ah!" you just exhilarated anyway you're like nah you didn't lose it you're just like i can't believe i almost but i'd feel like i still got the prize of almost winning a million i could tell people for the rest of my life that i'm a fucking sick gangster and (laughs) and i bet a mill on a coin flip and then one in two
0: times, I get a million pounds. And I've been only doing it once. You know, you don't get it again.
1: Yeah, I, I've got to go for that one, man. I, I'm that guy.
0: Would you I'm not, not a
1: sensible f- guy? I'm trying to get like <laughs> great experiences, and that's one.
0: Would you not feel like oh, I could have had a gr- hundred grand though?
1: Yeah, of course, but you know, what I don't even know what I would do with 100 grand. I'm I'm not the type of guy who has got this pursuit of money. A lot of people are like, right, I'll do that and then I'll get on the property ladder and I'll do this and I but I've, you know, I've never made any plans for more than a few months in front of me, so I'm sure I would come to regret it maybe in time as a, especially if I'm having kids in a few years or whatever, but right now I'm just like I don't even know what I would do with 100 grand. Like, I'd love 100 grand, but I'd fucking love a million pound and that's 10 times more.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean I'm, I'm not a pursuit of money guy per se. Um, I
1: mean, you, wait, you should pick the 100 grand because you
0: have responsibilities. That's the, that's the thing, isn't it? Like, I've got the kids. But then, like, I don't want to sound like I've got 100 grand anyway, but 100 grand doesn't really get you much.
1: Yeah, it's not an unrealistic amount. Like, you could get 100 grand together.
0: Uh, well, no, I couldn't. But like you'll ne- you'll never see a million, but you could
1: liquidate all your assets and get a hundred grand.
0: Well, uh, yeah, okay, yeah, that's fair. Um, but yeah, like a hundred grand wouldn't really buy you a nice house. So all you'd have is just another house. Which yeah. you could, you know, rent out and make money off that way, but it's only one house, so you know, how much yeah, you I really make?
1: Know, out I've got uses, anyway. I can I can fathom of uses for the hundred
0: grand, but No, I'm. I'm, I know that's why I'm. I'm. I'm debating it in my head whether I'd. Dude, and think about this: if you
1: guaranteed me five hundred grand or a coin flip million, I still might go for the million because of how you would feel. How? So if you go, here's five hundred grand, I'd be like, "Oh, great! Oh, I can't! I'm so happy!" But the exhilaration of a coin going in the air and knowing that if it goes wrong, you get nothing. If it goes
0: right, a, you get a million. I feel like if you got into gambling, you'd have a big gambling addiction. Perhaps, yeah. The yeah. thrill of a gambling a win is is up there. I'd be
1: uh, Adam Sandler in Uncut Gems.
0: <laughs> Great film. Um, would you rather join the army? What colour hair does she have now? H- who?
1: <laughs> Never mind, there's a little callback to something else.
0: <laughs> <laughs> i don't know. Uh, i thought you
1: i thought you would get it and laugh but you can no, cut that out if you like no.
0: <laughs> it took me a while would you rather join the army yeah or be a non-elite athlete by which i mean you aren't like you you've you, you compete in the olympics but aren't like usain Bolt.
1: so would i rather <laughs> would i rather be really in shape have loads of money, not be over-the-top pressure and, and uh, you know, scrutiny and fame, or potentially die for a cause I don't believe in? Is that the question?
0: No, because you're a non-elite athlete, so you aren't rich and you aren't famous. You, you may be competing. In the, the, the level of athlete as you are is you might compete in the Olympics.
1: Yeah, so you're in, inc- you're the, you're in better shape than anyone that you or I've ever met.
0: Uh, yeah, you'd be in good shape. You wouldn't, be, you wouldn't have much money, in, though.
1: Incredible shape.
0: Yeah, depending on your sport. But yeah, you'd be.
1: Uh, Dude, you. you could quit the Olympics and make bank. You could make 75 grand a year, 100 grand a year just being a personal trainer off that using the name of I used to be in the Olympics. Look at my six pack on Instagram.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: It's, no, it's a no brainer. There's no competition between those two for me.
0: I don't know, man. who would want to be in the
1: army for me if you went would you rather go to jail for four years or go to the army I might pick jail
0: I think if you spoke to a lot of people in the army they'd tell you that they wouldn't trade that time for a lot of stuff
1: yeah but that's like someone you know once they've got a kid and then you're like oh would you not rather have not had that kid in that? but they're a ray of sunshine in my life no, uh, yeah, we're like, going to say that now. No one's going around going, oh, the thing I do or the thing I have is shit. You have to cognitive dissonance your way into like, no, being happy true. with your life, don't you?
0: No, I don't think that's true at all. I think like the camaraderie that you get in the army, the discipline that you get, the self-discipline, that sort of stuff. Um, you know, you get your food. Uh, you, know, you don't have to worry about food or shelter or anything. Uh, a lot of yeah, a, I, a lot of Olympic athletes, you know, have second jobs. They do have to yeah. sort of worry about money, uh, albeit that they're you know in great shape, like you say. But, Dude, you know
1: what the army's function is, though, don't you?
0: Yeah, yeah, obviously I do. That's hence why it's, not a, it's
1: not a. It's not an activity, like, getaway weekend. No, no, I no, have to hits.
0: murder humans. That's why the question then, though, isn't it? It's the trade-off, isn't Dude, it? T- to me,
1: you're saying, would you rather <laughs> m- potentially murder humans or get murdered versus <laughs> do you want to be in a good job and in great shape? That's the question for me.
0: I think you'd find a lot of, uh, like, Olympic-level athletes aren't aren't, like, buzzing all the time. It's a fucking hard thing to do.
1: You well, you didn't say that I'm an Olympic athlete. You said I'm like a non. What did you say? Non elite. The wording.
0: So non elite. Yeah, what I mean by non elite is like you aren't like a David Beckham. You aren't like a because obviously you would pick David. I'd rather not
1: be a David Beckham.
0: (laughs) You'd rather pick the I'd rather be a
1: non elite David Beckham than a David Beckham. Um,
0: But yeah, I mean the guys that you know have to compete to get into the Olympics because that's that's the that's the That's the question, isn't it? Like, would you rather have secure job, but the job's a bit, like, very shit morally, or not a very secure job, but like you said, you know, you're in great shape. But
1: that job itself is not very secure, but I think with, especially with, like, Fitstagram and stuff now, I feel like you could just sell, like, I reckon you could just blow up on Instagram. If, If I was, like, competing at an Olympic level for a country in any, any discipline, I feel like I could just Crush it on socials, just upload loads of pictures of you lying around, you know, eating muesli and fucking smashed avocado on toast with some Olympic babe, and then you could just sell product placement on your Instagram.
0: I guess so. How do you get to that level? Because you aren't a household name, are you?
1: um Yeah, I, I get your point. But on Instagram, there are people with, you know, a million subscribers, hundreds of thousands of followers who uh, you would never hear of if you didn't stumble across their instagram it's weird it's like you it used to be you were famous everyone knows who you are it's david beckham but now it's like you can be famous to hundreds of thousands of people and only them and other people
0: have no idea who you are it's a very weird dichotomy that strange uh would are you rather ro- yeah, I've got loads more, but we'll, we'll do a couple more because we've been going for a little while. Uh, would you rather never be able to go out during the day or never be able to go out at night?
1: Oh. um, I mean, I'm scared to ask um, <laughs> in case I incur your wrath, but um, I can supplement, you know, I can have sort of UV lighting, vitamin D supplements, can I? or
0: what, if you pick the nighttime one? Yeah. Uh, I guess you'd have to for your skin. Yeah, because yeah.
1: Y- yeah, you'll just be fucked up if you just, you just want to kill yourself if you never saw sunlight. Yeah. Because uh, I am a night person. I've spent periods of my life only going out at night. And uh, I feel like I'm more naturally predisposed to do that, more so than only go out in the day. But... I think for your health, you might have to pick the day one.
0: Interesting for me. Like, I I feel like once you become a parent, that would flip around quite quickly. Yeah, yeah. Like, if I'm not a parent, I'm happy to stay in during the day and go out at night. But now, now I'm a parent, like, nighttime is very precious. And also, like, day drinking when you're a parent. Day drinking is the best, man. (laughs) <laughs> just going <laughs> out at 2 getting smashed and coming home at 6 is mint
1: yeah I feel like the uh, the day one, going out in the day is certainly yeah, I'm well, going gonna, gonna to have to put the day one really because it's more convenient shit is open in the day other people are around in the day plus for you could, your vitamin you you D and stuff
0: you could get deliveroos to your house for your essentials though yeah the problem but, would be people I guess like
1: like, okay, so the past couple of days, it's been sort of decent weather, right? Yeah. 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 And I, I had work that I could have been doing. I had people emailing me like, oh, we need you to do this work. Please, please, will you do this? Here's hundreds of pounds. Do this easy job for hundreds of pounds. And I need it. I don't have, any, I've like burnt through all my savings. I told you I've been struggling with money, stressing over it, anxious over it. So I'm in need of money. And I should be sort of adopting this philosophy of, if there's some offer of money take it just take the graft it's not that difficult a graft like every opportunity capitalize on it and make sure you've got enough money to pay bills and do this and do that and be a responsible adult and for me it's much much more important to have a, a healthy good time so what I did is the past couple days while well, it's been nice I just went out walking around in the Sun just breathing in the air looking at people in the Sunlight bounce off me, looking at the green leaves. You know, just getting a nice sweat going, getting the blood going around my body, walking around, and I feel like incredible now.
0: I mean, just to play. I mean, I did that? Surely there is a happy medium where you just do a bit of both, though, isn't it?
1: If you're only allowed out at night.
0: Well, oh, right, you. Oh, I'm. I'm in, in. like real, the real world. Like you could have done. Yeah, the maybe thing.
1: there. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying like I've figured out the secret. I'm just saying like for <laughs> me, I so prioritize. Um, you know, going out and sort of trying to live. Yeah. I mean, have a healthier existence than, than the money thing
0: in this. I think I would have this this one or the other. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, for me, you're offering like, you know, there's fun shit to be done at night. I'm sure, but I'm happy to miss out on all that and just sort of have a healthier lifestyle. Mm. Get out at five, get back in for eight.
0: Uh, Would you rather stay the age you are physically forever?
1: Okay. So you only physic. Okay.
0: You're this as age. As opposed to what? Uh, you what? What do you mean?
1: Like, if you physically stay the age you are forever, then what? What my soul ages? What? What's it that ages?
0: Yeah. So it's sort of yeah. You 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 stay as you are now forever.
1: Yeah. Okay. Got you. Yeah. You don't
0: get older. Yeah. You, know, you don't get younger. Um, yeah. Or. Uh, or stay the way you are now financially forever?
1: Oh, God. Would I rather live forever or be poor forever?
0: But you, you also stay in the shape you are forever as well, physically.
1: Oh, I can't, like, get in better shape?
0: Nope. As of now, that's it. You, you're done forever.
1: And then... If I stay financially in the thing I am now, does that mean I have like a magical bank where I can buy whatever I want and my money never depletes?
0: Uh, what do you mean? What? Do, so
1: in the second one, where I'm financially the same forever, does yeah. that mean I just consistently earn about what I earn on average now, and that never changes, but I still have to do the work and stuff and adjusting for inflation and anything else, I will just consistently have a similar amount of work to what I normally have, is that what you're saying?
0: Yeah, we'll take your last five years, find the average and then that'll be it.
1: Right. So what's going to happen then is I'm never going to be able to have kids. I'm never going to be able to do anything because I'm just going to be really scraping by and be poor for the rest of my life. And I'm going to get older, fatter, ill. I'm potentially going to get dementia or just fucking die of, I'm going to have horrific back problems and knee problems. Or I'll be fucking this, like fine, just a youthful, um, yeah. you know.
0: But you'd viral young
1: man forever. Probably they'll start to do scientific studies on me in a few years when I don't appear to have aged, so I can make some money out of that.
0: You're always looking to fucking make money out of shit in these, man.
1: I need it. Those who don't <laughs> have it, think about it.
0: Uh, you'd also outgrow your children and your grandchildren.
1: i get over that in 200 years, mate. Off <laughs> you go, everyone.
0: Like, until you've had kids, I don't think you can say that.
1: I think for me as well, I've been thinking a lot recently, I've had so many, I mean, we've talked about it a little bit with a couple of our friends, and I've had other friends of mine that I've not mentioned to you, but you know, I feel like being an adult is just, for for me, being an adult is characterized by every year, more and more of my friends, um, I have to sort of talk them off a ledge.
0: (laughs) That's a really depressing outlook on life, man.
1: It really is. Maybe you need some new friends. You know, when it was in school it was like every few years someone would be like, Oh, I'm gonna overdose and you'd be like, Don't do it, you've got so much to live for and then you know, as I got to like into my twenties, it was like, Oh, you know, there's one a year, two a year where, where they're just like, Yeah, I'm just gonna jack it in, mate. I've had enough, I'm in debt. And you know, now it's like, you know, every couple of weeks I'll have like another good friend just be like, I've had enough, mate, I'm fucking killing myself and you you have to be like, Well, I wish you wouldn't, but you know I I've tried to talk a lot of people out of
0: it. <laughs> I can't keep up. We'll just use the Dave, the Dave line. Suicide doesn't numb the pain. You're just moving it. So Profound. Tell that to people. Uh, yeah. I mean, you would, yeah. All your mates would die.
1: So, but that's to say, the reason I brought that up is because I think I'd be sort of glad that they would all die and I wouldn't have to try and stop them from killing themselves <laughs> anymore.
0: I mean you should still try. Just because you live forever doesn't mean that you shouldn't stop people living a full life.
1: I'd be like, right, none of you and my friends now you're all gonna die, so I'm distancing myself from you. And I go off, i go all around the world, learn every language, learn every instrument, I'd have an incredible time. And then am I invincible? Can I kill myself? Uh you can kill yourself, yeah. Yeah, I just I live for about five hundred years and then kill myself.
0: That's sad. Uh, Why's that sad? It's just I'd
1: do it in a cool way. I'd like my current love that I'd had for the last like 130 years or whatever. We'd like poison ourselves together or something.
0: It's a weird question for me because I don't want either. Like I'm not in the best shape I am now anyway.
1: Yeah, and I'm on the cusp. You know, I, I'd lo- I'd like to I'd like if you ask me in six months and I'll just t- tone up a little
0: bit and then we can go. And also financially, like I could be doing better. So I couldn't yeah. pick one of them. Yeah. Uh, would you rather get drunk off one glass of alcohol? Sure. Or never that be what, able how to... How drunk? Like you are pissed, straight up pissed. You're so not you're like, not
1: even tipsy, you just fucked you, up off one you, glass? You, get,
0: you go straight past tipsy and you go to, you know, me in, in Wigan pining for uh, uh, apologising to Claire for cheating on her.
1: Okay.
0: Or you can never get drunk no matter how much you drink.
1: Um, I'll cho- yeah, I'll choose the one drink one because you're basically saying would you rather never get drunk again or you have the option to be drunk again?
0: Yeah, but it's only after one drink.
1: But the, it, it, the option, it doesn't matter how many drinks it is. It's never drunk or sometimes drunk. So I just choose sometimes drunk.
0: No, but like imagine you're going on a night out. Like you're just
1: don't drink on the night. If you don't want to get drunk, you don't drink.
0: Yeah, no, but like you couldn't even have a couple to warm up, you just you're past it.
1: But the op the other (laughs) the alternative is never drunk.
0: Like, yeah, I'm aware of the other option. I wrote the other option
1: for me. It's inconsequential. The number of drinks you're saying, do you, you want to lose the ability to be drunk or? lose the ability to sort of tolerate any amount of alcohol and just be immediately drunk. So I would probably live my life never drinking for the most part. And But do you know I mean? The other one, there'd be no point in ever drinking. You would never, you could drink and drink and drink and never get drunk. So I in one way you, you could either spend loads of money on beer for no reason other than to like get a I beer mean, belly
0: on you. I'm surprised you so don't turn that second one into a scientific experiment where you're making bare money off it.
1: <laughs> I think the second one, you would just never, you, it, it only makes sense to never buy any alcohol to just like live your life teetotal. And then the first one is effectively the same, except if you ever wanted to get drunk for some reason, you could just have a, a shot and then you'd be drunk.
0: Yeah, but you I'd wouldn't be like, one. you'd be like, you'd be like forgetting, you'd forget. them. You right?
1: can't get tipsy either way. So that's not one of the options. You're acting mm. as if tipsy is an, an option somewhere Fipsy. else. There's a, there is no tipsy option. The op, your options are sober or drunk, and one ver, one option that you've got. Option B is permanently sober. Option A is sober or drunk when you opt to be, and that's fine.
0: Okay, the last one. Okay, I'm interested to see your response to this one. Oh, is it hard one? Would you rather save your best friend's life if it meant five strangers would die? <laughs> Or oh, save, you little... Or save five strangers if it meant sacrificing your best friend.
1: Uh, yeah, it's a hard one. Because a, a lot of people, and I feel like it's valued in society to be a ride-or-die loyal friend, <laughs> yeah. right?
0: Well, we've talked about it on the podcast before, haven't we? You know, when you got obliterated at I, the stand-up.
1: I would dob you in if you did a crime.
0: Well, oh, yeah, that was a different book. I was talking about, you know, when you got r- ruined by that stand-up comedian Yeah, and you've had loads of people in your comments going, oh, fuck, he's not even funny, mate. Like, I'll fucking bang him out next time I see him.
1: Yeah, weird. Too. So I feel like the world wants me to answer, I'll kill everyone if I can keep my best <laughs> friend alive. <laughs> Suppose I, well, I, I suppose it depends. How am on, I going to justify that? Well, uh,
0: it, it, it depends gonna, on the morals of your best friend, doesn't it?
1: To me, it, it's just a numbers thing. I, <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know unless I was in that situation, obviously. But
0: like your, your best friend in, in that scenario in, should be saying, "Kill, kill me." Like I'll. There's I'll an interesting
1: one though. Who are the five people? Random.
0: Sure. They're strangers, complete strangers.
1: I would say the average person is a much shitter person than my best friend.
0: <laughs> They're complete strangers. You've never met them before. Obviously, you'll never meet them again.
1: Yeah, I would say most people are just not worth knowing. That's what I would say. I'd say uh, the great significant majority of every person on the world, world is just like basically like a goat, just like a uh, just going through life, don't don't know anything, do you know what I mean? So I'll I'll kill 15 of them to keep my best friend alive.
0: (laughs) What's the tipping point?
1: Um, a hundred. Yeah. I think just as as you start, (laughs) it's a lot. I think (laughs) you you start to play the odds.
0: How many, how many, how many people do you want on your conscience?
1: Um, I I would, I'd actually genuinely struggle at five because you know, I can't, you can't say someone's life's worth more than someone else's life.
0: Um, I guess from what you're saying, though, the pure numbers, you are right. Like You could kill some farmer in China.
1: Like, do you know what I, would, I might do? I'd kill my best friend and the five people would live. I'd go and find the five people and sort of investigate them. And if they weren't living life to the fullest, then I'd kill them as well.
0: <laughs> so you've killed six people instead of just one or five.
1: Yeah, fuck them all.
0: <laughs> well, we already know that you'd throw me into prison. Yeah. Uh, and now you've just sacrificed me for five people.
1: i 10 people with an ice pick in the ear to save you.
0: I, I feel like the best friend should be like, yeah, just kill me. It's fine. Like, that's the sort of best friend you want, isn't it? Not the guy that's going, say, don't kill me.
1: If you were like, um, I'm, if I might be as presumptuous to uh, call myself your best friend, <laughs> Then I'll, I'd say, if what someone offered you, you like, if yeah, if someone was like, kill Peter or these five people die or vice versa, I'd be like, um, no, I wouldn't say kill me. <laughs> I'd be like, let's see who the five people are.
0: Oh, you're uh, this is what I mean. You fucking bring in logic, you know, overanalyzing it.
1: The five people, if you pick <laughs> if you pick at random, the five people are overwhelmingly likely to be Chinese people. <laughs> And what's the exchange rate on Chinese people? It's like three Chinese people to one white, isn't
0: it? Oh my god. I tell people at work about this podcast, you know. Are
1: there any China ones?
0: (laughs) I can't confirm or deny that.
1: Well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that you're Chinese to any of you that are (laughs) listening. We're on yellow ears if you're listening.
0: Oh my God. I am 100% going to have to edit that out. (laughs) <laughs> I, I don't I like. I feel like I should because this podcast reflects me, and I don't want to be associated to it. But on the other hand, well, you, you
1: clearly don't like what I'm I, saying. I,
0: right? I have put up my defence, and I feel like this shines badly on you more than it does on me.
1: I've not even mentioned that I'm re- re- referencing a severely anti anti Chinese joke that you made before the podcast.
0: I, you wouldn't find me making such a salacious joke. If I wanted to make a joke, I'd I'd say it on the podcast. I wouldn't hide. Ser-
1: Seracious.
0: I, oh my god, that's, <laughs> that's horrendous. I'm gonna have I'm to just stop. Keep building it. <laughs> I'm gonna stop. So I, I, we'll, I've, say, I've got some more of those questions for next week, um, if I'm not dead or anything by then. So uh, I, it's been fun. Uh, thanks for listening. Um, I'll see you on the flip sides.